Welcome to Liberated the Podcast, embodied education for the ones who came to change it all. I'm your host, Leslie Medley, embodiment coach, breathwork facilitator, worldwide speaker and teacher, the creator of She Wanders, all around human AF, and new mama. This podcast exists for you to have tangible tools, implementable wisdom, and integration techniques to get you into action around your healing and awakening journey. It's one thing to know what to do, and it's a whole nother to do it, live it, be it, become it. This podcast is for the free spirits, the ones who are crazy enough to do it differently than it's ever been done before who know that they are here to break generational curses and live a liberated life. This one's for you. This one's for me. This one's for us. It's time to liberate. Hello, hello community. Welcome in the room. We are on the second episode of Mindful Mondays, a five-part series where every Monday in January 2024, I come and share a lesson on mindfulness and how you can bring more mindfulness into your life this year. In last episode, in the first episode of this series, was all about awareness. And the reason why it was all about awareness is awareness is the foundation to to mindfulness. All about awareness. And the reason why it was all about awareness is awareness is the foundation to, to mindfulness. Awareness will always precede change. There is action required, but before you act, before you do anything differently, before anything happens, mindfulness requires awareness, which is why that was the first episode of this series. Today, I'm going to talk about mindful language. The reason why I didn't start with language, and I'm going to get to this in just a moment, how language is one of the quickest and easiest ways to create shifts in our life. The reason why that wasn't first is because it still requires awareness. If you're not aware, like if you're not even aware enough of the language you're speaking, supporting your life or holding you back, moving you forward or limiting you, how can you make any change? Which is why awareness will always precede change. So if you haven't listened to that episode, check out Liberated the Podcast. You can find the first episode of awareness of really the foundation of mindfulness. Today, we're going to be talking about mindful language. And during this episode, I'm going to be providing quite a few examples because I can teach and talk about language, but I really want to provide actual examples of how this shows up in our day-to-day language so you can begin to implement, so you can begin to get on the court of your life and make these changes. What I want to start with is the idea that spelling, the word spelling, where we spell words, that words are actually spells, spelling. And until we step into a conscious way of living, until, like I just mentioned, 
we increase our awareness, we're not even aware how much words really do cast spells on our life, both positively and negatively. And the reason why I said that shifting your language is one of the quickest and easiest ways to change your life is because it's simply choosing different words to say ultimately the same thing. What I mean by this is, especially in the English language, there are many ways, many ways to say one thing. And what I want you to pay attention to when I provide examples and what I want you to even pay attention to in your own day-to-day life, this is going to bring a whole new awareness to how you speak. I promise it will. And remember, awareness precedes change. So once you have this awareness, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm casting so many negative limiting spells on my life and I didn't even realize it. But you get to change. You have a choice. You have an opportunity here, which is so exciting. I want to give a couple examples straight away. I remember when I was studying with my guru in India, and he went up to teach like he always does. And his lesson was, we had our journals and we had our pens and we were ready to take notes. And he said to me, try to pick up your pen. And so I'm like, okay, pick it up. He's like, no, try to pick it up. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, he's like, no, I didn't say to pick it up. I said to try to pick it up in his Indian accent, by the way, which I can't do. (laughs) And ultimately the lesson here was how often we say things like, I'm going to try. And his lesson was, you either are going to or you're not going to. Declare and decide which one it is. But to try is weak. But to try is soft. But to try is a cop-out. But to try keeps you safe. But to try keeps you in the waiting room. It keeps you on the fence. You're either going to pick up the pen or you're not. Whichever one it is, decide and declare because your power lies in your decision. If you're not picking up the pen, you're not picking up the pen. Own it. There's no shame in that. There's no guilt in that. The only shame and the only guilt lives when we try to do something. I'm going to try to. No, you're not. You either are or you're not. Many, many, many years ago when I started my personal development and awakening journey, one of the first aspects of my life I made changes was my language. And I'm so grateful that I have such strong training in the personal development world. I have done hundreds of hours of personal development work as well as leadership development work. And a big piece of that was developing my language. Also, personally, I love words. Again, I believe that they are spells and they move us forward and expand our life or they hold us back and contract our life. And so oftentimes when I'm teaching, you'll hear me, I'm referencing the dictionary, I'm Googling words, I'm breaking down words. We're constantly diving into words in my community. If you're in my community, you know that. And many, many, many years ago, I made a decision to delete 
certain words from my vocabulary. You will never hear me say these words unless I air quote them or I'm using it as an example. One of the words is busy. How actually limiting that word is. Now remember, I said in the English language, there are many ways to say one thing. So we can say we're busy. We can say we have a lot on our plate. We can say we have a lot going on. We can say that we didn't choose to prioritize something and so we're unable to commit like we thought we were. We can say that we have such a full and expanded life right now, but most people will say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. When what they're really meaning to say is a number of things, but as an example, I didn't prioritize this, it doesn't matter to me, and I fill my plate with so many things, I'm unavailable. Or, I have a lot going on that I'm choosing to pour my attention into that there is no more room for what you're asking of me. We struggle with being actually honest in our lives in fear that we will offend, that we will cause hurt, that we will create conflict. So I'm not saying you have to always be so direct. I invite you to be honest and to always speak your truth but I've replaced the word busy with full. I live a very full life. Y'all, I'm a toddler mom, okay? I live a very full life and I could easily say I'm busy because I'm busy. And I have found the energy of busy, like when we think of a busy, overwhelmed, burnt out, like the energy I pick up on is burnt out, overcommitted, overwhelmed, unable to say no, no room to say yes. And that's not the energy I want to exist in. That's not who I want to be. So you get to check in for yourself on who you desire to be in this life, the path that you are paving for yourself, who you desire to become. And I know for myself, I don't desire to be busy. I desire to live a full and expanded and abundant life. So busy is gone. Another example are words like, and this goes back to my example of trying. Trying's gone. I either will or I won't. And I'm honest with myself first and foremost, and I'm honest with others secondly. Another example of this is I have to. I have to cook my daughter dinner. I have to go pick up the, the clothing from the store. I have to make this phone call. I have to upload this podcast episode. I have to, I have to, I have to. And when we're in the have to, again, I want you to pay attention to the energetics, the energy, the spell that we are placing on our life. This have to energy feels, it feels like a, commitment that's heavy. It feels like we had no choice. It feels very limiting. It feels like, oh, I have to do this. Someone's making me do this. When, if we really zoom out, and I've seen 
my whole Instagram feed now is mother memes and mother graphics. It's so funny how it changes like that. And one of the common graphics I see is this perspective shift of because I have kids to feed, I have dirty dishes. Because I have a house over my head, I have a dirty house to clean. Because my kids are playing and healthy and thriving and getting dirty, I have piles of laundry to do. It's a perspective shift. I get to wash the dishes because my daughter is eating and she's so healthy and we have an abundance of organic foods that fill up plates and make things dirty. So I get to wash these dishes. Now we also get to honor our human experience. There's times I don't wanna do the dishes, but I'm not going to add to that energy and say, I have to do the dishes. And sometimes I catch myself every once in a while, I still fall victim to I have to do. And I love this comment here. It sounds very victim. Absolutely, I have to do it. Being a victim to our own lives, even though everything in your life, whether you think so or not, you have chosen. You have either unconsciously or consciously chosen. Everything on your plate, all of your to-dos, all of your have-tos, all of your get-tos, you choose. So by saying things like, I get to do the dishes, I get to run this errand, I get to go grocery shopping, you are owning your choice, you are owning your life, and you're shifting from a place of victim to victor, to being in this victorious abundance state of gratitude place. So try is gone. Have to is gone. Busy is gone. Another word I want to bring attention to is should. Anytime you're shoulding yourself, I should have done this or I shouldn't do that or I should do this. Should, should, should. And how I teach on should is anytime you are shooting yourself, you are ultimately shaming yourself. And anytime you're shaming yourself, you're contracting, your fullest liberated expression is no longer available. Your fullest liberated expression is not in the room. So being mindful of the words that we're not just speaking out into our life as our words do create our reality, but also how we're speaking to ourselves and the somatic response that it's creating. When you are shooting yourself, you're ultimately shaming yourself. You're telling yourself you should have done this or you shouldn't do that. And it's filled with the energy of shame which is never going to give birth to the results and the outcome that I know you desire in your life. And what I really want you to do, and I'm actually gonna leave you with this exercise, is the next time you are talking to your partner, the next time you're talking to a friend, the next time you're talking out and about, I want you to use the lesson from the previous episode around becoming the observer to generate awareness, and I want you to observe yourself speaking. I want you to notice your language. Is your language empowering or is it actually disempowering? How are you speaking about yourself? How are you speaking about your life? 
Another area that this really shows up, I hear it all the time. For, for me now, it sticks out like a sore thumb. It shows up around money. Oh, that's too expensive. I can't afford that. And even if that's the truth of the current reality, I know that's ultimately not what you're committed to. I know that ultimately that's not the spell you want to place on your life. There's times there are things that are actually quote unquote too expensive for my current financial situation. There are times I quote unquote can't afford it, but I would never actually say that and place that out into the universe, place that out into my field, place that as a spell in my life. I would say something like, I'm choosing to invest my money here instead right now. Or I'm growing into a place of abundance where that is definitely going to be purchased. Do you see the difference in, I can't afford that? It immediately cuts you off from the flow. It immediately cuts you off from what's actually possible. Now again, this isn't about toxic positivity and denying your current reality. There also gets to be deeper work that's done for using the financial example. There's deeper work that gets to be done around your finances or around your relationships or whatever it is that you're reframing. But like I said, the easiest and quickest shifts you can make is in your language. There's always going to be deeper work required. We can't just talk differently about money and expect a completely different outcome with our finances. That's part of the puzzle. That's a piece to the puzzle, but it's not the only piece. We got to regulate our nervous system, shift our beliefs, heal on a somatic level when it comes to money. There's other pieces to the puzzle. However, notice when I say I can't afford it, it immediately cuts me off. That's too expensive. There's no other option. There's no other possibility available. I've already said a definitive, I can't afford that. Versus how could I become resourceful? How could I become the source to generate the income to make this desire possible? We have to turn on, we get to turn on a completely different part of our brain, a whole different pathway to generate possibility versus a definitive I can't. This shows up a lot, I hear it all the time in public around money. As you begin to tune in and witness and observe your own language, begin to notice the areas of your life that you're speaking possibility and that you're actually speaking contraction, not enough, scarcity, and you're cutting yourself off from the abundant flow that is life. The last piece I want to say here, and again, I really want to iterate that the first, one of the first steps will, of course, is awareness, but then to shift our language. But it's also important to remember that the deeper work will always be required. Again, we can't just shift our language and expect our nervous system, our past traumas, our conditioning, our past lives, all these layers that it, that 
are that it, when it comes to our healing and our awakening and our development to fully line up with our words. However, the words is where it starts. We live in a 3D human experience where our words is how we communicate. Our words is really a currency. Our words is how we exchange, is how we create. When you want something from the store, there's this, hey, can I have that thing behind the counter? Can you hand it to me? Or we go pick it up on the shelf, but then we have this interaction with the cash register person. There's words required in this exchange to create and to get what we want. The last bit I want to leave you with is something I committed to. I'm trying to remember when. I mean, it's probably been a decade, years ago. And it's to no longer participate in the society's norm of gossiping especially as a woman, oftentimes in your normal, just everyday society, you get together with your girlfriends and you talk about people. And years ago, I decided this does not serve anybody. It doesn't make me feel good. It's not expansive. It's not the person I want to be. It's definitely not the energy I want to create. And I always went back to something my mom told me, and I remember her telling me this as, I mean, when I experienced drama in like elementary school and people talking about me, like those first times, I'll never forget, she used to always tell me, if someone is talking to you and gossiping to you about someone behind their back and talking badly about them behind their back, they're most likely talking about you the same way. And it always stood out to me and stuck with me. And I decided a long time ago that I don't want to be that person. And I, once I stopped talking about people and I made that, I declared that and I decided that, I really saw how much we are addicted. There's a dopamine hit that happens when we gossip and we get with our girlfriends or we get with our family and we start talking poorly about another family member or a friend. Once I decided to stop gossiping and to stop talking poorly about others behind their back, a lot of my friendships had to change. Some of them completely fell away and some of them had to be restructured from the inside out because there was a dynamic created that once I got with this person, even family members, once I got with this person, we would talk badly about people. We would gossip, what's the latest gossip? We would talk about the person, what they're doing, their relationship, what they're up to, and we would all generate a certain sensation, a dopamine hit a temporary kind of in a sick way feel good sensation and all of a sudden when I made this decision to no longer talk poorly about people I didn't necessarily broadcast it I just started showing up to the same circles no longer talking poorly about people and then I realized all of a sudden we don't have a lot to talk about which then brought me to wow is this friend, is this person, is this family member really in alignment 
with who I am and really who I'm becoming. And that was the beginning of a huge clean up and a huge clean out of my environment. The people, the places, the things, where I was spending my time, my energy, and my efforts. Now, this episode is mindful language. So you think you're just talking about language, but once you start shifting your language, you start shifting your vibration. And you will very quickly start hearing perceiving and seeing the world differently. And all of a sudden you will crave even more than you do right now, people having bigger, expanded, high vibe kind of conversations and you will literally, and this is not to be said in a mean way, you will repulse. Like your energy field will literally be like, I I can't do it. (laughs) I literally can't do it. I love you. I love you, I'm sending you love, and I cannot be in this conversation anymore. So when I do speak about people behind their back, if and when I do, I ensure that it's always speaking life into them. Maybe I'll share with another family member a celebration about another family member as long as I have their permission. I'll speak life into them. Because ultimately, when I'm speaking poorly about someone, either to them or behind their back, that is only a reflection of myself and how I view and see myself. I'm going to say that again. When you are speaking poorly about someone, whatever you are saying, whether you agree with this, your ego is going to be like, that's not true. It is only a reflection of how you view and see yourself. It is only a reflection of your own level of consciousness. You want to up-level your consciousness? You want to awaken? You want to heal? Shift your language. That will shift your energy. Stop talking poorly about people. It's actually a rebellious act to say no more to gossiping because gossiping is our standard. We hang out with people, we talk about people. One of my favorite quotes I'm gonna leave you with. Let's see, I wanna make sure I can get it right and I actually don't know who it's by. I remember when I first read this, it like threw me to the floor and it's stuck with me ever since. And it goes something like, small minds talk about people, average minds talk about events, and great minds talk about ideas and visions. Small minds talk about people. Average minds talk about events. And great minds talk about ideas and visions and possibilities. You get to choose the type of person you are. And it will always start with awareness. And one of the quickest ways you can create change in your life is to shift your language. Please, if this supported you, share this with a friend. Tag me. I love hearing your takeaways. I love seeing you implement. And I can't wait to hear what comes through when you begin to observe your language. I want to hear all about it. Have a beautiful rest of your day, your night, wherever you are in the world. 
and I will see you on the other side. Namaste.